Welcome to the March 2020 Ad Heart Call. This is Deborah Rosman. I'm very pleased to be with you again this month on the Ad Heart Calls Inspiring Forward Movement and Heart Powered Intention. Our theme this month is Ad Heart to Kids. And my guest is Jeff Golitz, Director of Education at HeartMath Institute. And a fun story, I've known Jeff probably for more than 40 years. Uh, we founded the first school for holistic education in Northern California together, grades K through 8. And Jeff has pioneered over the years taking heart math techniques and tools to children of all ages in classrooms, pre-kindergarten through college. So I love his commitment, and, and this has been a common heartfelt mission for both of us for, for many, many years to help children access their own inner self-regulation skills and connect more with who they really are. Welcome, Jeff. Nice to be with you here, Debbie. And yes, our friendship does go back way back. Yes, and, and the projects we've worked on together for children has, goes way back as well. That's fun. Yes. So helping children, especially with what's going on in the world these days and the stress of their parents, their schools, their teachers, helping them learn self-regulation or emotional management skills that they can use and access their heart's intelligent guidance, it seems more critical than ever, and it's always been an important aspect of the HeartMath mission that children learn they have this internal skill set, power, capability starting from a young age. Um, can you talk a little bit about what your mission has been with HeartMath in bringing these skills to children? Sure. Um, every day I'm on the phone with educators, parents, therapists talking about kids and their well-being and I, of course, I'm getting earfuls of what's going on. And as we all know, the world is speeding up, getting noisier, and kids are struggling more than ever. And it's now become not just a, a fun peripheral thing, but a necessity that they learn self-regulation skills, resiliency skills, if they're going to not just cope, but thrive in this in this different world that uh, we're all that kids are growing up in. So I have a, a real passion, uh, and also with the educators I work with, and some of the staff here at HeartMath to help kids grow up uh, in a sane, resilient way in these extraordinary times. Yeah, so important. They everybody always says children are our future. And we certainly want them to learn skills that perhaps we never learned or had learned later in life. And I know that's one reason why Harmouth Institute started the 100,000 Coherent Kids Initiative to provide a free online program for kids. Can you explain what that is and what the Heart Smarts Adventure is? What's the initiative and what's the program? Yes. Um, it took about two years to create this program, HeartSmart's Adventure, for ages four, five, six, and above. And when we released it last, I guess it's November, December, we had the, the brainstorm to actually give it away for free. And we wanted to do so because we feel the information in it is so vital 
for kids at this particular time that we're going to uh, give it away for free to parents, families, youth agencies, and schools and to ratchet, get that number up to about 100,000 kids who will be touched directly or indirectly by this. Uh, so far, we're at about half that number, and we're very, very excited about it. It's an online program that uh, talks about the physical heart. What is it? We have a scientist. We have a cardiologist explaining it. We move on to healthy heart habits. What's a nutritious diet? Getting plenty of good sleep and certainly exercise. And then we move more into sort of the emotional side of things, investigating emotions. What are some of the emotions they experience every day? Emotions in the heart. We actually demonstrate the M-Wave Pro give them some breathing, simple breathing techniques like heart-focused breathing. And then we talk about getting unstuck, which is another way of saying, what do you do if you're upset or uncomfortable and you're not very good at figuring out the way to get out of this, this hole you're in? How do you get unstuck? And finally, working on positive relationship, which is really about sending love and care to the, the, the most important people in your life. You know, Jeff, the words are one thing, like you said, I think that's exciting. I actually went through the program before it was released, I was a, you know, pretending I was a five-year-old going through it. And it is so delightful. I, I wrote children's meditations. I wrote a book on meditating with children, and many adults used it. This was in the 1970s because the simplicity was such that it helped them feel they could do that easier than a lot of other meditations for adults. But a lot of these exercises in the Heart's Much Adventure for recognizing emotion and for uh, shifting feelings that don't feel so good in the moment and the HeartMath tools to do that, they are make these experiences or some of the tools really accessible to anyone of any age. And I got excited because I was really inspired to see this reach so many young children who would finally have something that I was never taught as a child, how to really know that you're not just the victim of how you feel, your moods, you really can shift, and you really can see things new when you do, have different perspectives. And then, of course, I loved the kids' talk section where they have... Little kids, five years old, six years old, talking about doing the tools or the exercises and what it meant to them from their own, their own wisdom or from their own hearts, you know, un, unprompted, unstructured. It's absolutely mind-blowing and moving. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from people who have, or children and adults who have been using this? We're getting, as you can imagine, a lot of positive feedback. It's still in the early going. Uh, we had one particular kindergarten, uh, actually a counselor at a Michigan uh, elementary school who combined two kindergarten classes. So there was 50 kids in the class. Imagine that, kindergartners, five years old. And they went through heart smarts, and these kids were engaged, and I have a picture of it, mm. um, and her testimonial. So we know... What you're saying is kind of it's colorful, it's engaging, it's got a lot of game, it's got original music, and it's it's based on a lot of doing this, if you will. Uh, like for instance, you you simulate the muscle strength strength of the heart by 
following the video of a hand opening and closing. You actually do it. You sing along to some songs. You move to the changing pace of music to activate both a speeding up and a slowing down the heart. Um, there's, you, you, there's an emotional detective spinner. So the, the spinner lands on eight distinct motions and, the, and emotions, and then the narrator talks about how they might play out or you're asked questions. You roll the emotional dice, and it's randomized. And you never know which one's going to pop up, but you have to either identify or show a face of a particular emotion. And then you have these really simple but colorful uh, self-regulation techniques. You choose from eight avatars. And then they, you're guided through this process in this beautiful, colorful backdrop, in addition to sending out love to people you care about. You actually click on whether it's a mother or a dad or a grandfather or a pet. And then you actually can choose a range of things you can do, whether it's sending heart, you're radiating out that heart, or you're going to do uh, something caring for them. It could be giving them a gift, writing them a card, or doing a chore. So we're trying to strengthen that part, that, that uh, giving and caring and loving side of kids very, very early on. So you have the self-regulation. I think there's about five or six breathing techniques. You choose your avatars. You start getting savvy and aware of your emotional diet, which kind of emotions are, are common in your life. You get a lot of music and movement, which is the way kids learn a lot because uh, they've got to keep moving and all sorts of sorting activities, uh, uh, drag-and-drop activities, let alone the kids' talk that you're talking about, which I think is about everybody's favorite there, because you're, you're listening to real kids talk about the very content that's in this program in their own authentic, authentic way. It's, it's, it's just delightful, and we're, we're, not surprisingly, we're having a lot of fun uh, playing with people in the sandbox with this. Mm. So what do you see, I mean, you've worked with HeartMath tools with our different children's programs from the Smart Brain Wise Heart for older kids to Sunshine Secret for way little toddlers to now the Heart Smarts Adventure and then a lot of the programs you've done for teachers and in schools. How do you see children applying these heart qualities, especially like sending care, love to pets and family members? How do you see this helping them with their stress, with their learning in Heart Smarts Adventure? Um, it's, a, it's a good question. And, and, and when we teach the Inner Balance or the M-Way Pro, and this, this will kind of serve as an example, we always try to begin with the end in mind. In other words, when you hear something, when you learn of something, where are you going to apply it in your real life? Where do you need to feel better, act better, perform better, make better decisions, whether it's sports, relationships, academics? And then you practice a simple breathing technique, eyes open or eyes closed. And we try to reinforce that as much as possible. Of course, kids are going to forget, and they need external reminders. But what we're seeing and it's playing out in thousands of schools, and we hear the stories all the time now, is that kids are actually internalizing these tool sets, not necessarily in the most scientific way, but in a way that's authentic to them where they need it the most. And they're taking, on to, taking it on because they, they, they are struggling. There is anxiety. There is frustration. There is 
this background uh, nervousness about the, the future world. So they, they're taking it up, and now schools, mental health side of things, especially the counselors, they're really, really on board because the neuroscience is caught up with the education policy. And we know that if kids don't have self-regulation, they can't manage their moods. If they can't shift from, let's say, if they can't calm down after they've been upset, they're not going to do well. They're not going to prosper in life. And as life speeds up, uh, all the education policy makers and decision makers are finally getting to the point now, kids need this almost as much as the math, the reading, and the mm-hmm. arithmetic. It's, it's just hitting that, uh, that threshold now where uh, we could see it in the responsiveness of educators from around the country, from the, around the world. And it's, it's rather remarkable. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking with someone the other day who's a mother of two young children. And she said it just tears her heart out to see them come home from school so stressed or to see them pick up on her stress and worry. And it seems like all that is amplified. And so she was like, I don't want this for my children. You know, I think a lot of adults are sort of asleep. That's just stress has become the norm, and so your kids are going to be pressured and feel that too. But... There are people like her going, this is crazy. There's got to be something else we can do other than sell the house and go live on a farm, you know. And I'm wondering if you're hearing more of that, not only from teachers, like you just said, but from parents or other parts of society. You know, I do hear it from parents. I actually hear it more from grandparents (laughs) who are kind of observing from the sidelines what's going on because the parents are so, so busy and they can barely keep up with Mm -hmm. the demands. But this is where it's also getting really interesting is that uh, parents now know at some level that they're modeling the behavior Mm -hmm. that the kids are absorbing. So they're having to kind of calm themselves down because this this is not going away. We can't insulate ourselves from the world we can't go and hide as a, in a monastery or in a farm, as you, as you suggest. It's we it's very demanding, busy times we live in. So there's there's parents are actually in in many cases, and we're seeing it uh, a trend now. They're pulling away from technology. They're pulling away from too much stimulation. They're pulling away from overscheduling. This is not. Mm-hmm. I would say we're, we've hit that. Uh, uh, tipping point yet, but we're, but there, you could see trends and movements because there is so much busyness and noise in the world. So it, it, it is catching on. And then the irony is, is, is that the stress that the kids are feeling, that opens up channels of education and, and conversations among parents and educators that previously did not occur uh, maybe 20 years ago. These kind of conversations that are taking place now in 2020 did not take place in the year 2000, or it was on the fringe, or it was categorized as touchy-feely. Now it's up front and center mm. because it's, such, it's so critical, not as a critical need, but there's suffering going on. So yeah. we, we are seeing this momentum change happen uh, across the board in, in many, many, most areas, most ge- geogra- geographical areas, of certainly of the United States, Canada, we're even seeing it in Mexico, where the federal government is now mandated, whether it's a hollow mandate or not, that stress management be taught at all schools and all government agencies, because it's reached such a, 
uncomfortable place. And that's wonderful to hear that even in some of the underdeveloped countries they are waking up to this because I, I know you mentioned once you're sensing a growing worldwide movement to help children address stress and transform their lives because so many people are connecting the dots between stress and health and poor performance and it's becoming more obvious. How do you see, say more about this worldwide shift you're sensing? Oh, sure. For instance, with the Heart Smarts Adventure, we, there's 80 countries, there's consumers from 80 countries that have bought this, including mm. some places that I would never thought of, like, like West Africa, East Africa, mm-hmm. uh, I think I've, uh, Iran. I don't know how they snuck it in, but <laughs> somebody's uh-huh. been sending me emails <laughs> that we're doing it in Iran, um, let alone other parts of the world. And because there's this connectivity, this global connectivity now where people are searching more for answers um, and to help the, help them and their families cope with the, the changes, uh, we are seeing these movements. Uh, we've got a, um, something cooking up in Australia uh, with a couple uh, partners there uh, and agencies that are looking to add HeartMath to this new online curriculum to help kids deal with the trauma from the massive uh, fires there that uh, have, I wouldn't say paralyzed the country, but really upset the country. We have a a growing partnership with a Mexican uh, private curriculum company, uh, a lot going on in Canada, UK. Um, I've just been approached by Germany to see if they want, if they can integrate actually uh, a new curriculum that we're creating for their population, and this will be funded by a nonprofit. We're just seeing this happen more and more because it, it, there's, a, there's a little bit of a vacuum uh, and these kind of programs are filling up the, the need that people are craving for so much. So it's a, it's, a, it's a daily conversation, whether it's an email or a phone call, a Skype call or a WhatsApp call that is taking place. Uh, and I, I won't get into all the details, but it's yeah. definitely surging. Well, you know what's exciting as you were talking about even Iran – the Hot Smarts Adventure is so innocent. It's like it's not a religion or a persuasion. It's just information about your heart and how you can be kinder and to others and be more in charge of yourself. It, very few people, I think, would have objections to that. So to me, that's one of the beautiful aspects about introducing these tools that have been already scientifically validated to help children, to young children, because it's going to improve their learning, their relationships, everything that every parent or grandparent would want for a child. And it can spread that way and spread to the parents, spread to other ages, because there's nothing inherently separate or controversial about it, really. It, 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 you're right. It, it just, it's fine. Uh, past all the typical filters and even some of the busyness, which is almost a bigger filter than, uh, let's say, yeah. something that's an idea that's, that's difficult. So, yeah, we're, we are having a lot of fun in dialogue with all these different organizations. I can even mention to you that something that kind of is an indicator of the trend. If you have organizations like the YMCA or the Boys and Girls Club of America, they talk about self-regulation because they know that their kids, which are after school, sometimes at risk, there's supplemental programs, 
kids need to learn basic self-regulation, how to manage their emotions and get along better with others if they're going to do well in their programs. That's why we've, uh, we've made some, some traction in those particular agencies because the need is now so mainstream. Yeah. Well, hopefully as the teachers and counselors help the kids with this, seeing their need, that will help them as well. And I think the 100,000 coherent kids giving away that online program to really help 100,000 kids get more heart coherent could tremendously influence the kids around them, their parents, families, teachers, schools. And, and I just love that uh, that. Not that that was an intentional strategy, but that potential effect in order to help kids really become the wise beings that they are and be able to share that with others. And, you know, as we all know, it would be remiss before we do our heart meditation today not to mention how the kids are having to handle this coronavirus that is spreading throughout the world right now and some schools have closed universities classrooms have closed they have to learn to wash their hands extra carefully and that's you know it, it's a epidemic at the moment and many people are having like in Italy and China the children and the adults were were on lockdown so they have to be at home And you can get into each other's hair in those closed environments. So the stress, the uncertainty of the future, whether it's the virus or some other earth change or climate change, it's a lot on the shoulders of our kids today. uh, There is a lot on their shoulders, Debbie. Uh, There's no question about that. And um, and these kids that are growing up, they are more global in perspective. They, they're more self-aware, they're more curious, they're more digi- digitally advanced, and I would actually, actually say there's an uptick in their overall care for the planet and its people, more, uh-huh. more of a call for action, less complacency than, let's say, a generation ago. So they are more dialed in than certainly other generations, yeah. and they are feeling the, uh, the worry about this virus yeah. that I think is sidelined about my I, the stat I saw is 300 million kids worldwide are staying home from school. Well, let's together, those on the call and those listening to the recording, let's do our heart meditation to amplify our intentions to add heart to the children of this planet to include, help them include more heart qualities as well as ourselves and add heart to our children in our lives, grandchildren, relatives, children, neighbors, schools, the youth of our planet. And I'm asking Jeff if he would lead us in this heart coherence meditation with one of the tools that he teaches the young children called Shift and Shine. So we'll practice that together and know we can all use it at any time to lift our vibration and activate more heart and teach it to the children in your world, in your families, in your neighborhood. And then we'll close with uh, a collective heart radiation that will lead to children around the world. So, Jeff, you want to share, lead us with uh, heart-focused breathing or shift and shine? Absolutely. There's five steps. And step one is you put your hand on your heart 
and imagine your heart is warm like the sun. Second step, gently breathe that sunshine feeling in and out through your heart. Breathe that sunshine feeling in and out through your heart. And just keep that rhythmic breathing going of in and out of the heart area, seeing the sunshine come in and out. And next, think of something that makes you happy, like when you're playing with your, your you're playing your favorite game, eating your favorite food, or just playing or hanging out with one of your favorite people. Just use that image, that source of happiness, to strengthen your sunshine. Now send that sunshine out, radiate that sunshine feeling out to your a family member, a friend, or a pet, and try to hold that focus for about another 15 or 20 seconds. Very good. Oh, that really warms the heart, Jeff. And I love to feel how children can relate to the warmth of sunshine and the warmth of the heart. And now let's all radiate that warmth, that sunshine from our hearts, radiating with compassion and sending that compassion and ease to children all around the world who are suffering experiencing stress overload, homeless, hungry, or just feeling bullied or pressured in developed countries, children who are stressed, and see our collective compassion, helping them find more ease in dealing with their situation. And the heart energy, the coherent heart energy, helping them connect with their own hearts for the choices they need to make for a better future. Let's do this for a few minutes.
Now let's close this heart meditation by radiating our genuine love, compassion, ease, heart energy into a reservoir. A reservoir of coherent heart energy that each of us can draw from during the next month to enhance our own emotional balance, clarity, decision-making through these turbulent times. Let's see this reservoir helping each and all of us increase and maintain coherence and get back to coherence to better serve ourselves, our families, our workplaces, our world. Let's close by creating that reservoir of coherent heart energy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining Jeff and me in this Ad Heart call. Our next month's Ad Heart call will be Tuesday, April 21st at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Have a heartful, compassionate month. See you then.